Thank you, Father God, for the winning of this war through the power of your truth, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we thank you, Lord, that the truth exposes the narratives of the enemy, his false narratives, his fantasy worlds, his fables, his fiction, his illusions, his holograms, his hallucinations, all of the things Satan does to try to distract us from the reality and the truth of who we are, who God is, and what's going on. So, Lord God, again, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, recognizing what needed to be done. Absolutely. It wasn't a matter of works. It's a matter of uh, the, the shedding of your innocent blood. And I thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. I thank you for helping us to now recognize the enemy. And many times he mingles amidst us, sounds like us, talks like us, and intrigues us uh, with all of his curious fascinations and illusions and temptations. So Father God, give us quickening in our heart to not go with what things look like, but who and what is really the truth. And so thank you for divine protection as well as we discover and and, and uh, kind of address the issues today. Uh, cover our families, those who work for us, pray for us and love us, cover and keep us with truth and peace, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, today is Halloween. You know what Halloween is. <laughs> It should be Halloween. It should be yeah. hell, H-E-L-L. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. You know, w- one of the things that we're doing here today, uh, <clears throat> I want to read from Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. verse 8. You know, I'm, I'm talking here, if you are a believer in Jesus, uh, beginning with verse 8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Walk as children of light. Okay? It's a command to believers. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. So goodness, righteousness by the Spirit and truth proves is evidence of what is acceptable to the Lord. It's proof of what is acceptable to the Lord. But then there are things that are certainly not acceptable to the Lord. Verse 11, and have no fellowship, and don't, in other words, don't have anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So yeah. it's time for an expose today. Yeah, what it says the light of God's truth makes manifest the hidden works of darkness. And so even with that passage reading that, we have to recognize there is an admonition, there is a warning, there is there's an enemy, there's another side, there's the darkness versus the light. And, and so people don't want to recognize the activity in the spiritual war, in, in the war between light and darkness for the souls of men. They don't want to understand how, how um, urgent, how uh, well-established, how familiar that war really is. And so we, we want to ignore it, escape it, deny it, don't want to deal with it, don't want to recognize it. And so that does not, however, deal with it or make it go away. 1 Corinthians 10, 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. 
You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Well, there's the word right uh, there, partaking, parta- participation. But what happens is so many believers or so-called believers are ignorant. They, they're drinking the cup of demons today. Well, that's right. Because, they're because participating, it, yeah, participating in the word. something <clears throat> that is so vile. And they don't know that. They think it's it's they're buying into the it's fun, it's dress up time, it's pretend time, it's trick or treat, it's you know and, and you know, the thing is we don't recognize that the way we make an agreement with the enemy is as simple as participating, eating, fellowshipping with, like Paul said. <clears throat> and so we're you know, anything you do to dress your home up, to dress your body up, to send your kids out, is saying in a way, yeah, this is okay. This is good. We're, we're cooperating with the devil today. Well, and you don't say it like that. Well, you never, but, no, no, but no. You don't no, no. say it Satan like that. Satan is not that blatant on any of his yeah, tricks. You don't say it like that, but you're saying it. You're, you're doing by it. Your actions. subtle actions participation of the paraphernalia connected with well, and Halloween. People, people are bewitched. <clears throat> the word bewitched in the Bible, oh, hold on, <clears throat> excuse me, the word bewitched in the dictionary, which is what is happening to the people, they're being deceived, bewitched, charmed, it says here, bewitched, it means to enchant somebody, to fascinate, to be very a- attracted to someone um, in, a, in a passive kind of way, so you're attracted to something because of its fascinating, it's fascinating, it's attractive. And to cast a spell on someone, um, uh, to affect someone or something using a magic spell. And the, the words, the root words for these, for bewitched, comes from ultimately the word witch, witches, uh, ultimately the earlier form of witch. So the, the bewitching is also coming close to the word bewildered. It causes confusion. It causes people to be um, uh, not sure. And when we're confused and when we're not sure about something, then we are vulnerable to being persuaded by the wrong things. Um, and so we have this deception going on in the church, but it's nothing really new. Actually, the deception is quite old. It's ancient. As a matter of fact, it is the major thing that has happened in the past with the enemy bringing in um, the traditions of paganism, uh, demon worship, but that's idolatry. I think that's the main issue that comes to us is idolatry. Yeah. When you look at the all the paraphernalia connected with Halloween, I mean, it, it should be very obvious, I mean, to anybody. I mean, it's a celebration of fear, horror, death, witches, demons, skulls, um, but but Halloween De- has gotten yeah. to be real. It's it's rivaling Christmas, mm-hmm. and you can think what you will about Christmas. But I mean, Thanksgiving kind of gets skipped basically, except you sell some turkeys and stuff. But um, Halloween, the decorations. I remember uh, just years ago, you never really heard, saw. Maybe maybe put a pumpkin or a jack o' lantern in the yard. Now people have the go full bore with the lighting mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Halloween decorations, it's a it's a big, big party time. But mm-hmm. what happens though is the, the thing you can understand people in the world doing that, but believers in Jesus, 
participating in some form of that. Well, Halloween is like a, a coming to the surface of what people have been harboring in their hearts, their double-mindedness, their indecisiveness towards the, and their service towards God, or, or their complete you know, uh, purity towards commitment towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's coming to the surface. You're being persuaded. Everybody else is doing it. And in the pagan world is an old world. It's, the, it's, it's as old as the garden. The garden was here. God gave us the garden. It started out with Adam and Eve. It started out with good things. And then there was that tree of the for, forbidden tree, which was the knowledge of good and evil. And really the word occult means hidden knowledge. So the pursuit of, of devilish, hidden knowledge, secret things, um, so that people can have an advantage, that they can be one up on anybody. They can have more power because they have a foreknowledge. And that's kind of what divination is, actually, is fortune telling. I and mean, when you look in the book of Acts, Acts 16, the, the slave girl was had a spirit of divination. She had the ability to uh, to foretell things. And that's one of the definitions of divination, which is coming from the paganism, the, the, the desire to serve the pagan gods. But the problem is... In worshiping demons, you're actually submitting yourself to the devil and to his power through fear and trying to make a deal with him. Like actually trick or treat that comes from Halloween is that very concept that you are, um, you, you know, the Druids they back in the day, the, the Celtics, the uh, Irish, Scottish, they did not have, the, the Druid priests had not worked the fields in the summertime and they didn't have any fruit or, fruit, uh, or, or uh, means to sustain themselves in the wintertime. Yeah, so what they would do is they would go to the people and knock on the doors or whatever they did and said, hey, trick or treat, and then either give us you know, some turnips or some potatoes or something like that, or we're going to cast a spell on you. Yeah. Bring, we'll put a curse on you. On you or your fa- family or your flocks or whatever. That's the, it's a threat. That's the background of that. Yeah. So this is like making deals with the devil. Okay, so I'll give you this. I'll give you my, my potatoes, my turnips, my worship, my this, but you, you, you just let me alone. Just don't hurt me. Just, you know, cause we're, we're based in fear in, in that kingdom. The kingdom of darkness is a kingdom that's promoting fear. Whether you realize it, it looks like fun on the surface, but it's actually fear. Mm-hmm. And so when you make that deal with the devil, because you, you know, because you're afraid of him, you're, you're worshiping him. You're not realizing, we don't realize that we are the ones that God given sons and daughters created in the image of God have the power. And what Satan is trying to do is intimidate us, threaten us, uh, coerce us into giving up our agreements to him, our power to him, so that he will have the power and then he can control us. Yeah, another thing too, like the jack-o'-lantern is basically, you know, it goes back to where they would carve turnips and then we we translated it into pumpkins and it was basically a, a symbol a jackal and it was a symbol of a lost soul. Mm, interesting. So we're celebrating symbols of Well, and lost you know, it's, it's interesting the counterfeits are so close to the real. We have pumpkins created by Jesus uh, God, the creator, and then you have jack-o'-lanterns, which take the thing of God, the good thing of God, and make it into mm-hmm. a vile thing. And just by very, the act, I mean, people say, oh, that's so innocent. There's nothing wrong with this, like coloring Easter eggs. It's like all this. You know, the thing is, the thing is our participation. There's, there's some things that you can't participate in. And so when you go back to the paganism, it really goes back. We need to look at the paganism of the old world because the paganism of the old world, that that idolatry based in worship of demons and superstitions and fears and everything, that was coming forth even in the book of Acts 
as this slave girl who had the power to foretell. She was a fortune teller. And that was that she was using the power. She had that power through the spirit of di- divination. So divination was giving her information about people's lives or fortunes. And actually, they were then bound in those words with those agreements. We've, you know, she said it, she spoke it over me, and now this is going to happen. So people were being destroyed by evil. And so God wanted to address that wickedness, that that uh, deception, that trickery. And so he walked Paul and Silas right into the midst of it in Acts 16, 16. So they were on their way to a prayer meeting. And what happened was, it says um, that the, this girl met them, this slave girl, Acts 16, 16. Um, they had just had a good set of revivals going on in the place where they'd come from. And now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed, that means it was she was being controlled by, not just oppressed, but it was taking over her with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters, so she had handlers, much profit by fortune telling. So the people would line up, come to her little booth, give their coins, and she'd tell their fortunes, their futures. And um, that's foreknowledge. That's that's coming up the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, obviously. Um, and she followed Paul and Silas us around um, and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, and the Amplified says, greatly annoyed and worn out, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. He came out of her. So there's something going on inside of her that's not her, that's managing her, controlling her, and causing her, giving her this ability to fortune tell, to tell ahead, to to uh predict things, if you will. But the, the, the trickery behind that is the people who came to see her had already given her permission to, to and they agreed with whatever she was going to say. So she could say anything. And, and basically, they'd given her the, a blank check agreement to go, to, for, for it to come to pass. And so then they wow, were wowed, and wow, she really knew, and it really happened. But they had already previously given the agreement just by walking in their tent and giving her the coins. They had agreed. Yeah, she was telling them how to run their business. And basically, it would be like today, it would be someone saying, okay, which stocks to buy? Yeah, exactly. Something like that, too. What are the hot stocks? And it says they were making making money off her. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. what happened is that once the spirit was cast out, they realized that the hope, what is it? The hope of profit, their hope of profit was Mm -hmm. gone. In other words, so they got all mad about it, and they got a hold of Paul and, and Silas and dragged them to the marketplace and to the authorities, right. and they started accusing them and all that sort of thing. So they, you know, the and whole and then thing, they got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was about okay, she's helping us make money. Mm-hmm. Now, if we if we can't make money anymore uh, off of her, oh man, we're in tr- we're mad. Then we're, we're mad. mad at the people mm-hmm. that have. Gotten the spirit. So Satan was using financial gain, which he often does, to lure people into making an agreement um, to sell, basically sell their soul. At what cost will you sell your soul? So going back to the understanding, God is dealing with deception, divination, um, the Oracle of Delphi. Remember when Jesus went with his disciples and sat in the uh, base of Mount Hermon, and that was in the city of Caesarea Philippi. And he said at that place, he said, um, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church, against you. I give you the keys of the kingdom. And he was right there parked in front of the Oracle of Delphi, which was basically another woman who was doing this divination thing. And people would come there from everywhere to look at the entrails and look at this and figure out their life and what's going to happen. And so Jesus is saying, my my kingdom will 
prevail against this. But so Paul in this first uh, kind of confrontation, if you will, with this spirit head on wasn't an easy clash. I mean, he ended up in jail, him and Paul and Silas both ended up there. But then God sent the earthquake and the jailer got saved and and Mm -hmm. things got turned around. But so going back to this look at paganism, I really think we need to look at the roots of this because the bigger issue is not Halloween. We're not picking on, a, you know, Halloween is a day that God created and it's redeemed. It's re, you know, People have birthdays on Halloween and their birthdays redeem that day. Um, mm-hmm. and, and God does many mighty acts and wonderful things. Uh, people get saved on Halloween. Well, was, That's the redemption of that. It, the day has nothing in it. It's what we do with the day. Mm-hmm. But going back to paganism and the old world religions, every one of them, Every one of them was based on idolatry and fear. I, that's why God says there's one God, you know, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And so when he said that, because he's, he knew that the minute you start worshiping a demon or, or the enemy or fear, or whatever, you're going to be controlled by it. And so Satan has lots of smoke and mirrors and tricks and, oh, he's just endless in what that, he does. That's a re- really good point because when the Lord said thou shalt have no other gods mm-hmm. before me, he knows that what happens is if we we worship other things, mm-hmm. any it can be it can be an idea, an opinion, um, a, a thing, mm-hmm. a person, a place, goal. a person, place, or thing, or even thought pattern can be an idol for us. And when we're in that place of idolatry, we're putting ourselves under the control of demons. Right. And so God does not want us to be under the control of demons. To you know, So basically... Because he created us to be free. God gave us commandments because he loves us, not because he's trying to get one over on us. Mm-hmm. Right? right. He, he's, he's saying, I, he says, I'm giving you this for your protection and mm-hmm. your provision. But Satan says he's giving it to you to confine you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and this is... This is Cramp your style. Right. And so God is controlling. So whichever way, you know, Satan presents it one way, it's control, it's divi- God trying to manage you and manipulate you and take away your freedom. And God is saying, no, no, I'm giving it to you to protect you from the devil. So we have to realize there's really this war going on between God and Satan. And we have to decide who's on our side. Who are we going to be? Whose side are we going to be on? Um, you know, when you have the paganism, you think about it. What were they doing? They were doing the offering sacrifices to, to Moloch and Baal and, and burning their children in, in sacrifice to these demons. And God said at one point in one of the prophecies, I, this didn't even come into my mind that you would do this. This is not what I'm asking of you at all. And so, um, so they were believing that, that if they gave a better, the fruit of their body for the salvation or the protection of their soul, that's what they were doing. That was the deal. The ultimate thing they had to offer Satan was their own children. And this is what we're doing in, in America today. We offer our children mm-hmm. to the idol of self, convenience. selfishness and convenience. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people honestly have no clue. They don't have any clue about Halloween or abortion or any of that stuff. They're, they're almost innocently ignorant or ignorantly innocent. I'm not saying it's not right. I'm not saying it's not wrong what they're doing. I'm saying they have no idea what conflict they're in. And that's because they're, they're woke or they're stupefied or they're bewitched or they've, or it's just been the traditions they were raised under. And, and a lot of times when Satan wants to recondition us psychologically, he will, he will either do it through punishment 
or f- through re- reward. And if you, and either are very, both are very effective. If you're going to train a rat to do something, you can reward him with a pellet, or you can shock him and keep him from doing something. So the, either way, Satan works. So if he's going to reward them with a pellet, and so he attaches a lot of lovely, fun, you know, lighthearted moments, laughter, children, sugar, all this stuff gets hooked into one of these holidays, a ho- you know, uh, that's not a holy day. See, God has holy days, Satan has holidays. But anyway, so this whole this this time of uh, family bonding and fun, and it, so those are little hooks that Satan uses to cover up the true mm-hmm. uh, wickedness. The true I don't even know what the word would be treachery of this thing. And, and yet people say, well, it's there's no, it's not that bad, you know. It's it, fun. Everybody's doing it. And- right. But what you say, the thing is, you stop doing it. You say, no, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. You burn that stuff um, and you become, you become all right, all, okay, so now you're going to burn all the accursed objects, the Halloween decorations, just for example. Um, we have to understand how the enemy works. He works through agreements. When you have something in your house that has been dedicated to the devil, like say, for example, the Harry Potter books or spell books or, or witchcraft books or or uh, trinkets that you bought somewhere on a, a mission trip that were already prayed over by by uh, priests from Satan or or, or or you know witch doctors. Witch doctors. Yeah, you're you're gonna be uh, you brought that stuff innocently, ignorantly into your home, but now Satan knows and recognizes it's been dedicated to him, so it becomes a landing strip for the demon to come in, feel comfortable. He's invited in because you brought the object and now he's connected with the object. He's He, he recognizes the object as, as part of who he is. So he comes, lands, sits on that object, whatever it is, that book, that whatever it is. He waits. He sits there and he waits until he has an opportune time where he can stir up uh, conflict, fighting, strife, poverty in the living room. I mean, he just waits for his opportunity and then he pounces on you. And, and that's why God says, get rid of those objects, burn the accursed object, get them out of your house. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you a listener today and you have children in elementary school, just sometime, if they have a book fair at your school, go. And look at the and books. And take a look. Mm-hmm. You will find three quarters of them at least Maybe more than that. Maybe more than that. 89, maybe 90% are having to do with occult and witchcraft, mm-hmm. paganism. Mm-hmm. Fantasies, Fantasy, fables, fables, fairy tales. Lies, and, and is that something that you want your children? The Bible says in the last days, people's ears will be turned away from the truth and be turned to fables. Mm-hmm. And this is, if you're, you know. That's what the you, movies are take for the a most look, part. Fables. Take a look at what you're. Kids are playing on their video screens. Uh, um, take a look at what your kids have for books that they've gotten from school. Uh, just take a look at those things, and and there might be a time for uh, and take some, some house action. Cleaning. Yeah, take some house cleaning. Yeah, you know we we just okay everything. It's not a big deal. It's no big deal. I mean we that's an agreement. If you say it's okay, it's no big deal, it's one day of the year, you and I, I don't either, but I have clients who've been uh, sacrifices preparing, used as sacrifices to be prepared for uh, Halloween um, and, and, you know, tortured and the most gruesome, horrible things, and yet we think it's a fun day. No, no. There's been so much blood put into this holiday to make it a great celebration for Satan because the, the one thing he craves is our blood. 
He wants our blood because God has blood. He has the blood of his son, which outdoes everybody else's blood. But so Satan wants blood too. It's everything God has, Satan has to have his counterfeit. And so just, you know, we have, we're too naive to, we, we don't want to know these things. And so we turn the other way. And so we, we can say, I didn't know, I didn't know. But going back to this paganism thing, it's full of the paganism. Really, how did paganism happen? Well, in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And of course, then they had the flood because everything was all messed up. The DNA was all cross-pollinated and they were crossing the kinds and had monsters and they had all kinds of things going on. Um, chimeras and centaurs and all kinds of things, which are all fe- uh, features in, in the Greek mythology, which basically is a truth. There was that sort of stuff going on. And then God brought the flood and that stuff kind of cut it back a little bit, but it didn't quit get rid of all of it because we still see giants coming, popping up in David's day, which was after the flood, obviously. But when Noah, you know, even after Noah landed the boat, about 180, 200 years later, Nimrod, his great-grandson, he was building the Tower of Babel. And when he did that, God had to stop it because all the people were, it was a one world, it was a one world government. It was a global government. There were no nations at that point in time. And so they were all together, all in one accord, building this temple, well, this tower, which was supposed to protect them from any other floods or, and also become a, a ziggurat or a communication tower uh, to reach back to the second heaven where the demons, I should say the fallen angels were holding up. And they wanted to reconnect with the knowledge and the information that they had first been given by uh, the fallen angels to the women, the first sets of knowledge and the, the constellations and the root cuttings and the making of metals and all kinds of things, weapons and things. So they wanted to get back to it. So when, when they were in that middle of that building, God had a good idea. He said, let's mix up their languages. So when he did that, they couldn't, now, that was, didn't hurt anybody. I mean, he didn't kill anybody, didn't shed any blood, didn't, didn't, you know, all he did was one little thing made it so they could not understand each other anymore. And that was the beginning of the nations and the, the various people groups, language groups, and walked away and went their way to their group. And they began to, you know, learn and, and, and covenant with each other. We talk about the roots of, of paganism here in, in Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so, they, so that they are without excuse. In other words, the creation testifies to of the, the glory, glory of God. God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Verse 21, because although they knew God, this is back in early dawn of human history, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools mm-hmm. and changed, or one translation says exchanged, the glory of the incorruptible God into an image, an idol, right? Made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And then it goes on. Yeah. You know, so, so they de- deteriorated. There's a deterioration in their holiness, I- their identity, their behavior, in their in their worship. The problem yeah. was is worship. If you don't worship the Lord, you're going to have something to worship. Mm-hmm. 
If you don't worship the Lord, you're going to worship some other kind of Make idol. something your God, and, yeah. And that's going to put you under the control. Because I think God built us to connect with him demons. through worship. And so that innate desire to worship is there. And so if we put dis- displace or replace God with something, whether, as you said earlier, um, even our own selves, uh, or our identity or idolatry or uh, ideologies, whatever it is, you have, you have, uh, you know, rejected actually the truth, rejected God and his goodness. And so we go back to the, um, the, the place where now we have the nations fighting and now we see it all manifesting today, even today as Satan is using differences to create schisms, to set us up in opposition to each other, to one another, to him, to God that is. And so we have war, 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 war. So fear, control, money, intimidation, bullying, uh, you know, uh, bewitching, uh, um, blackmailing, all of these things have brought us to today, to this very day where we sit at the edges of our seats, listening to all kinds of news that's you know, given to us um, 24-7, you know, in 17 channels at one time. And all of this information they're giving us is, for the most part, convoluted, misinformation, Mm -hmm. confusing, uh, and it's not going to be the way you're going to figure it out. We're not not meant to figure this out. Jesus said in the last days, do not be deceived. He said, many will come in, in his name, and many will come with all of their ideas. The paganism that we've been practicing for years and years through the agreements we've made, the covenants we've made, listening to the devil, listening to humanism, secularism, uh, our entertainment systems, all of these things have programmed us incessantly until the place where we hardly know who we are. And we really have to come to the, the bottom, the, the bottom, uh, the, the, the bottom of the barrel to know who we are, to find out that we are not any of those things. And God is still there to love and forgive us. So, but we have to make a decision to make that change. Yeah, and practically now, what what would we we suggest for people who are hearing this message and they're kind of saying, you know what, really, I, I you're waking up, mm-hmm. you're waking up to the the horror and the and the the evils of Halloween, mm-hmm. and say you've been what's it say cast off? They've, they've been they've been practicing this. They've been allowing their kids to trick-or-treat, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Practically, what would you suggest, Marjorie, that, that people can do that have been involved with Halloween? Well, first of all, repent. Yeah. You know, cancel out the, the agreements you've made with the enemy knowingly and unknowingly. Some of them have been ignorant. You know, some of you just didn't know. Casting, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what agreements you've made. It's okay. It's fun. It's no big deal. It's just one night. It's, you know, everybody's doing it. Uh, whether you made the agreement through dressing up, through participation, through sending your children out, through um, you know giving children candy in in front of your house, or um, please cancel out the agreements you made with fun because this is not fun at all. This is death, and all the demonic reenactments and and haunted houses and uh, bobbing for apples, all kinds of things that that, ha- that have their wi- they have their roots in in witchcraft. Yeah, they do. Um, just, and some of them, you'd be, just spend the day looking it up. Why, why do we bob for apples or, or why do we carve pumpkins or, or, you know, what, what's a goblin or what, well, who are the Druids? Just do your own research on mm-hmm. it and then you won't be ignorant of, it because the truth is out there. 
And so, and the other thing is you say, well, what do I do? Well, some churches, they will turn it into a, ho- a harvest party or a, uh, you know, a, a party that way, but they still kind of incorporate some of the things mm-hmm. that might be done on a Halloween day or night. Um, and I say, and I say, you know, it, it's okay to have a harvest party, but have a harvest party then, and don't bring in the other things that would be pertaining to the enemy. You know, if you're thanking God for the harvest, that's what Thanksgiving is really all about. Then thank Him for that. If you if you don't know what to do and you don't want to participate and you don't want your to answer the door and you don't want your you have to give out candy and you don't want to, you know, because that's part of it too. He said, well, I want to be nice and be nice to the kids. Of course you want to be nice to the kids, but this isn't how you did not. How you, the best thing to do to be nice to the children and tell them the truth is just turn the light off in your porch so that no one will stop at your house because they know that if the light's on, that's an invitation to come in. Um, and then pray for the others, pray for people who are still tramping around in the streets or, you know, and that's the, that's the, that's the least part of the badness of it. The really the worst parts are what are not seen, what is done in September, what is done by the enemy to kill people, to shed blood, to... Holidays, uh, is Satan preparation. holidays throughout the year. Yeah, there are very many high days, mm-hmm. new moons, full moons, all kinds of go- stu- stupid stuff. The devil is very religious, and so he, he's, you know, he's very, he's simply evil. There's no other way to put it around. He's just that way. And so if you're going to turn to God, then turn to God. You can't halfway turn to God. We're in the days now where you're going to get in or get out. You know, Jesus said you can either scatter or you gather. gather. You're either with me or against me. You're either hot or you're cold. Because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. There is, for your sake, for eternity's sake, for your children's sake, just say no and see what happens. If you get a lot of kickback, whiplash, retaliation because you burn your Halloween junk, then no, absolutely no, that that retaliation is not from God. It is the devil mad at you because you're kicking him out. Um, and so, you know, and obviously all of the icons and the, and the very familiar uh, things that we do the, with the witches and riding on brooms, stuff like that, bats, cats, black cats, horror movies, go ahead, go check it out. See what if, is this true? Does this really happen? And don't just go to some favored website that tells everything that they want you to hear. You dig it out and look around and go to some uh, websites that are, you know, truly full of right information, um, because God does not want us to be held captive in our imaginations or be held captive by being bewitched or or, or um, bedeviled or or t- terrified or demon possessed. He does. That's not freedom. That's not what Jesus has for us. Like we said at the beginning, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. In other words, just make up your mind. Don't don't live as a mixture. You can't. Don't live for God on one side and live for the devil. The question is, whose report do you believe, really? Do you believe God or do you believe the devil? So, Father God, we thank you now for clarity. We thank you for conviction. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for truth. We thank you for giving the people courage, eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the revelation, Lord God, that it's time. It's time to cut this off, make a break, not do it anymore, cast it away from you, uh, and then a- and ask the Lord to show you what it really is, that the Holy Spirit reveal to you what really is behind Halloween and these practices that we just are so complacent and so compliant and so uh, easily caught up in, Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, thank you for the truth. The truth sets us free. Mm-hmm. Help us to embrace the truth, Lord God. This is not a time to compromise in any sense of the word. Compromise truth 
with error. Father God, I pray that you'd give each one that's listening just the courage to move forward and to shed off and turn from like they did in the book of Acts when they um, they burned the occult books. They they got rid of, they had a big bonfire. They had a fire, not a bonfire, but <laughs> it was a fire. They burned these books. They got rid of all the psychic, uh, new age, that was old age then, paraphernalia, got rid of it, got rid of these things Cleansing. that the demons were attached to mm-hmm. and burned them. Didn't give them to somebody else, didn't turn them down to the goodwill. <laughs> They just um, burned them. Yeah. And so give people, Lord, that courage. need to do that, mm-hmm. the courage to do it, and not to start the whole neighborhood on fire, but just burn what you got. Amen. If you need to get rid of it. Yes, and we ask you to tech, check us out at liferecovery.com. There's a lot of helpful information there. Um, we, there. I would encourage you to get the book, Taking the Devil to Court, which is kind of a primer on what the devil does, how he acts, how to discern and spot him. Um, and then A Case for Righteousness, which is an awesome Bible study um, that talks about pre, you know, before you're saved, what happens when you get saved, and then how we have authority after we get saved and teaches how to get to the lies and the ways that we've been bound and programmed by the enemy. So again, A Case for Righteousness and um, Taking the Devil to Court. Check it out. God bless you. Talk to you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio. Because there's a war for your soul.